Welcome to this very special episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Special because back in November 2022, we recorded this live in front of an audience at the Passion for Hospitality event in the Novotel London West. This event remains one of the largest and most important events on the IOH calendar. I was joined on stage by Katerina Reiser, AIH, Alan Tang, MIH and Nicholas Medicamento, MIH. The topic? Attitude. It's an epic topic and we had a bit of fun as we invited the audience to get involved as well. So to find out if attitude really is everything, let's get to it. Now, let's make lots of noise as I welcome to the stage Phil Street and his panel. Phil, over to you. Hello and welcome everyone to today's discussion. This is a special episode of the I'm In podcast, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast, hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. It's special because we're obviously recording live, which you've all been instructed around, here at the 2022 Passion for Hospitality event held at the Novotel London West. I'd love to prove it's live, actually, because this is something that we had a problem with last year, by giving a raucous round of applause to the IOH team for the event that they're putting on today. And I'm here to talk to you today about attitude. And I'm not going to do that alone. I've obviously got three wonderful human beings with me here. But before we get to that, I'm going to ask a question of all of you. And this is just something for you to ponder as we chat away here talking about attitude. I'd like you to think about your own attitude stories. The times in your life, at whatever stage that may be, where your attitude has been the thing that's made the difference to the outcome. I'm not even just talking about positivity here. I'm talking about things that you look back on now and you think, I could have handled that better. Whatever it may be. But halfway through this discussion today, I'm going to invite some people who have the attitude to stand up in front of all of these people and tell us their attitude story. And to help you, we'll tell you some of ours along the way. Does that sound good? Yes. Say yes, say yes, say yes. I definitely saw some nodding over here, so I'll be coming over there later. But thank you very much. Right, so, well, let's get to it. I'm not going to introduce today's panel. I'm going to let them do that themselves. So first, to my immediate left, we have Nicholas Medicamento. And I did that without even looking at the sheet. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, hi, everyone. I'm Nicholas, and uh, I'm owner and founder of Dr. Cocktail. I'm not a doctor. That's why there's doctor next to it. And uh, simply, I'm a bar consultant, and uh, I'm also a hospitality trainer. I love helping people in getting more confidence and, be, and empower them. That's what I do. Excellent. Next up, we have Alan Tang. Good morning, everyone. I'm Alan. I'm the restaurant director at Ting Restaurant. It's in Shangri-La Hotel at the Shard. Uh, I've been there for three years now. I've previously worked in Michelin-star restaurants, uh, five-star hotels, like Four Seasons, Cafe Royal. Excellent. And last up, and we have a little attitude story of our own here today, but originally we were supposed to have somebody else who couldn't make it. They got stuck in traffic. So Katerina, who you've already met, has stepped in, which shows excellent attitude. Thanks so much, Katerina. (laughs) 
Good morning, everybody, again. You're going to see me so many times today that you're going to know everything about me by the end of the day, I feel like. Just a little bit more of the introduction that I gave earlier. I am a front office manager in Leonardo Royal Hotel, formerly known as Juris in Birmingham. I have been there for a year and a half, and before that, I've just been in hospitality and tried another industry as well, but we'll talk about that later. I am also the co-chair of the Youth Council of IOH. It's been in motion for about a year and a half now, and we've done lots of fun stuff and continue doing so. So, um, as mentioned earlier as well, you can always come and chat to us about that as well. Wonderful. Well, you're all very, very welcome. Thank you very much for joining us today. Before we get into the topic, I just want to quickly run over your reasons as to why you said I'm in. That is the name of the podcast, after all. Nicholas, why did you say I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality? Because I believe it's important to support each other. And also, for me, when I joined, I wanted to grow. If I'm a better person, I can help more. So thanks to the Institute, you know, I can grow more personally and I can help others. Very good. And nicely, nice and succinct. I can't even say it. Succinct. Well done. Alan, why do you say I'm in? I said I'm in after attending two of the most recent events, uh, the annual awards and also the fellows dinner celebrations. What I learned from this is this institute promotes hospitality as the number one career choice, um, nurturing talent, and it's also a diverse industry as well. So I'm really interested to learn from other people networking and sharing my experiences as well. Fantastic. And wasn't the Fellows Dinner one of the best event that's ever been of all events? It was, yes. I won an award there. That's why. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Katharina, why did you say I'm in? Yeah, there's many reasons to it. The, the main reason for it was, as they say, and as football is such a big topic at the minute, uh, you know, you can't, you can't win without a help, so to say. So I joined Institute of Hospitality because of the Mentor Me scheme and I got a very strong and good mentor from, from uh, there and thanks to her I'm probably where I am today. But also because of the network. Yes, you get to meet a lot of people at work and if you, have, if you work for a big company you can meet people across the company but it's not, in, it's not enough. <laughs> um, so having the network from IOH is definitely something that's something where you can't get anywhere else. Here, here. Amen to that. Great stuff. Right, well, let's get to it. We're going to talk about attitude today. This is one of my favorite subjects in the whole wide world. Ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do, but attitude determines how well you do it. That's a quote from somebody called Lou Holtz, who was an American football player and coach. But I want to explore that last section. Attitude determines how well you do it. So I'm going to come to you this time, Alan, because I don't just want to do this spraying down the... Um, the panel. What does having a good attitude mean to you? For me, when I think about positive attitude, I immediately think about five core values. Uh, the first one being courtesy, being kind and polite as much as you can to your team. You spend a lot of time at work, more than at home sometimes, and there might be uh, work conflicts, so try to be polite all the time. Uh, the second one for me is respect, treating people how you would like to be treated, understanding different perspectives as well, um, helpfulness, going extra mile. I remember a time a few years ago, I was just after the busy breakfast service and my colleague in housekeeping needed help. And it was not my area of expertise, but I offered, how can I help? And it could be something simple as emptying a bin in the bedroom or stripping beds. That will save them some time and they'll appreciate that and they'll help you back when you need their help as well. Humility is the fourth one being humble, 
Uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, by Dalai Lama, it's, when you're talking, you're repeating what you already know. Uh, when you're listening, you might learn something new. And to tie all of that together uh, is sincerity, showing genuine care and supporting each other. Fantastic. I like that. I like that a lot. Katerina, I'm going to come to you next. Sorry, Nicholas. <laughs> Um, I think just reflecting what Ellen just said as well, and I think more importantly for me, having the good attitude or positive attitude is when you put the things aside. You know, you, you go somewhere, and especially when you spend it with other people, with your team or whoever that might be, that you set everything else aside and you kind of focus on what you're doing and kind of looking into the positives in there. But for myself, I always try to find the positives in everything because everything has two sides. And you can either focus on the positives or you can focus on the negatives. And that really just changes how you then receive things as well. It's kind of the law of attraction that we call it, I suppose. So it's, yeah, kind of separating your emotions and feelings sometimes perhaps in certain situations, but also just kind of trying to focus and find those positives, even if the situation is very bleak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, everything is possible with positivity, it's, isn't it? I, yeah, exactly. Nothing is possible with negativity. Yeah. So, you know, there we go. We can wrap it up. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, Nicholas, what does uh, having a good attitude mean to you? Something that Katharina said, there is a quote that I always love to repeat myself first. What's wrong is always available. So, do, so what's right? So is our choice deciding where to put our focus, our energy, because where the focus goes, the energy flows. So I also, I also divide positivity and the optimistic person. A positive person is someone that uh, is always thinking positive, and sometimes we think that we are ignoring the negativity. So just, no, this is not happening. Optimistic person is someone that uh, I am confident something is going better, is becoming something the situation is becoming better, but I know I also need to take about, need to take consideration the what's happening, what's the reality. So, positive attitude, in my opinion, it's is how my is my attitude is. Okay, I know where I'm going. That's my vision. That's where I'm going, and what can I do to go there? But I know that I will find some issues somewhere. And how can I? What's the values that they give to this issue? So, what's my problem? And if it's really important. Why, if I stay in the past, I will not go forward. I cannot be in the future. So it's what's the importance that you give to the issues. How do you deal with the problem that bring me forward to what I want to do? Yeah. So what do you do then when somebody, you have this strong vision, this strong identity of who you are and what you want to achieve, but somebody just comes in and sideswipes you with something or something happens out in the world, like, I don't know, a pandemic. What happens at that point? What's, uh, how do you get past these moments that are inevitably going to happen? When I think about, I want to serve the glass of water, but maybe you will slap me. And so I cannot control that. That is literally thinking, I, can, I can't control everything. It's impossible. I need to control what I'm capable of. That are my thoughts, my attitude, is my, and my actions. That's are the things I can. So everything that is coming, I cannot control it because it's your decision on me. Also, something that I really like, like sharing is that I, I don't wear glasses, but people that wear glasses understand that you have this, this pair of glasses because you need that grades, that, that, that glassware for you. If you give me your glasses, I will think, oh, why are you blind? But it's your vision, it's not mine. 
So you have that vision for you. I have mine. So even if you interfere with my vision, I respect that. I want to see that, but I know where I'm going. So it's mostly to just carry on and seeing. Of course, I love listening to others because it's really important. We grow through that. That's why having a positive attitude is not to be cocky or to have this ego. Like, I, I'm confident, but also I want to listen to the others because I don't go alone somewhere. Together we go far. Yeah, absolutely. How important, Alan, is it to, I suppose, be able to control your attitude? Because as we've just discussed, there are, there's always going to be these external forces that are not immediately in your world and your uh, realm of vision, but they might sneak in. So how important is it that you, you have the tools to kind of get through these moments? Um, I think it's very important. You want to control uh, your attitude through patience, saying things at the right time. If you react in the moment under pressure or in the heat of the moment, you might say something that you regret. Um, if you are under pressure, take the time to reflect and you will deliver the message in a better way, more positive. Try to understand different perspectives and um, be diplomatic. There's different approaches. There's no right or wrong, but always think, is there a better way of communicating? Yeah, so it's, there's almost a self-reflective moment in this as well. Is that, I suppose this is the thing. We're, this, we're not here to preach to you about what you should and shouldn't do. Only you can really know that. But the, the ultimate thing is, is that you're, you always have the choice in how you respond to things. And things are going to happen to you, but it's actually how you react is actually going to be the, the, the point of difference. Katerina, how important to you is it controlling your attitude? I think it's one of the most important things, really, because as we have been talking about it as well, it can change everything. Your viewpoint can change everything. The resilience and building that, I can tell from my own experience, <laughs> is super important. You know, I've traveled and lived across the world, and there are things that go wrong, and there are things that you don't know until last minute. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? But then again, when you kind of put that positive attitude and positive thinking into kind of motion, then probably good things will happen. But, you know, again, if you think that, oh, this is not going right, then this is actually not going to happen, and it's probably not going to happen then, or at least in your view, it's not going to happen. And people working in hospitality, as we all are, things will go wrong every day. What? Like it's Really? <laughs> um, is that a surprise? <laughs> yeah, nothing has ever gone wrong in my life, Catherine. Oh, that's perfect, perfect. <laughs> I wish well, we all could have that. But, um, but again, saying that they go wrong is a certain way of putting it. Do they actually go wrong, or is it just a little bit of a side course from what we thought that it's going to be? So it's, it's, it's all kind of debatable, I think, but changing your attitude and knowing how to adjust <coughs> is very, very important, because that will get you through the day and the end of the day. And when you get home and you have had this very tough and hard day, and when you then start, as you just mentioned, self-reflection as well, if you start thinking of what did I actually then do? Did I do something right? Did I do something wrong? Would I change something? And again, kind of looking back and seeing what were actually the good things in that day, despite everything going maybe a little bit under the bus type of thing. <laughs> so yes, no, 100% um, changing the attitudes. You know, even if you get into the motion of, being really annoyed with something or just in a kind of that dark cloud, it is important to come out of that because, again, the next thing might require you to just 
put that attention there and get that done, but with a positivity rather than negativity. Yeah, I mean, life's a test at the end of the day, right? There's always going to be little tests here and there to, to get past, and, and how you respond to that yeah. affects how things move forward or not. Yeah, exactly. Which I think probably brings us on nicely to what I was talking to you about earlier on around attitude stories. I'm going to come to the panel first and I'll invite the floor to, to get involved. Nicholas, give me an, uh, an example in your life so far whereby your, your attitude or your response to something has, has been the difference between success and failure. A failure or a good a failure. You, you, I like, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I like to failure. share failure because that, that's where I learn mostly. Yeah was my first experience as, uh, let me pass the manager. I was, I was 18 and I was managing literally the full restaurant and bar in this small village, um, touristic village. And um, being in charge of, <laughs> of this place with other people to manage way older than me. Plus this touristic village was a residential. So people that were in that place, they were own, owning the houses. So basically they felt a home, and they, their, their mentality was the bar that is there, the restaurant, they're just there to serving us, so I do whatever I want. And now thinking back, I, I laugh, but in that day we were organizing a really important uh, celebration. Uh, in Italy, we, on the 15th of August uh, is a bank holiday, so we were celebrating and we prepared the menu. You know, you, you come, you book how many people you are, you pay an X amount of people, and then we prepare the food and service for you. And the reality is that we had half of the booking and the other half, they just show up with their own stuff. Typical Italian, I have to say. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... I'm glad I you said, said that. That's, that's I said, I'm Italian, I'm, I can tell you. <laughs> so, and then when I was there, I said, what the hell are you doing? You're coming to my restaurant, you're coming to use my service and bring in your food. So I was literally on fire. I was so upset in that moment that I didn't know where to start because there were different tables there so to have to argue first, like, why are you doing this? Um, basically, long story short, these people decided to don't stay there. So this means if I'm not eating there, there could be a possible, there could be a potential um, to earn later, you know, for a drinks, for reception for them, yeah. that I missed it. And uh, the, the day after, I have to report to, uh, to my uncle. So in family, it's even worse when you have these kind of uh, reports. Um, and he says, OK, but why didn't let them do it? Is there, is, he explained, is their house in the end of the day. We are there to serve them as an extra step. Um, and in that day, that day um, I kept that frustration for, I think, the next two, three years as example. And it I was, was going to say, really, you didn't hold on to it for two or three years. Yeah, like, I, I was really, literally, that's, a, that's what should I learn from there? What should I learn? Why this happened? And then, in the end of the day, I said, you know what? You just take it easy. They're there to have fun. And my job is simply to make their life in that moment better. And that was a bad attitude. Like, if I would have taken differently, I would think, yes, of course you're welcome. Would you like to have a glass of champagne? Would you like to have something? Can I offer you something? To try to make uh, an extra sale, let me pass a turn, but also to make them have a better experience, maybe would, be, would have gone differently. Yeah, but I suppose that's the, that's the key thing, right? Is that that's, yeah. that's, stuff like that happens. None of us are perfect. We're always going to have moments yeah. that test us, and you're going to get stuff right and stuff wrong. But it's then reflecting, what could I have done differently? 
etc., etc. And, and you know, you, you now look back on that as a story of your life that actually probably had some kind of impact on how you approach things going forward. Oh yeah. So it's mass yeah. has massive weight. Alan, to you, any stories from your, your life uh, that, where your attitude has been the difference to the outcome? Um, definitely, as a restaurant director, there are many line staff who might come to work with not the best mood. So I try to look at it in two different approaches. The first one could be to diffuse the situation maybe taking them off the floor, out of the office. Um, why don't you take a glass of water, get a breath of fresh air, come back when you're ready. The second approach would be to neutralize the situation. What can I do to support this person? Understanding them by listening, uh, empathizing, assuring them everything's gonna be okay. If you avoid someone who comes to have a bad attitude, that can have a ripple effect and it will affect the entire operations. It will if you're in a restaurant, it will affect the people on your left or right, and the entire operations will suffer, including the kitchen team, because you're working together. At front office, if you work with someone who is in a bad mood, instantly you're going to feed off that energy. It's contagious. So um, really trying yeah. to spread positivity all the time and try to understand uh, different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. Katerina, I mean, obviously, apart from today, where you <laughs> stepped into the, the fray with your wonderful attitudes, but do you have any, any stories from your, your career or life so far where your attitude has been the point of difference? Yeah, 100%. I'm going to leave the positive on the side because obviously everybody can see that now today. Obviously. <laughs> but that, obviously the positive attitude is something every day. My hotel has 445 bedrooms and it's very often that we you know, have either some rooms that are not in use or we're overbooked or, you know, we, but it's the attitude of showing the staff and the team as well that, you know, we have solutions, there's always a way to get out of it. So that's kind of an everyday life. And because I'm so team focused, I wouldn't ever want to highlight or even admit that there are situations where I kind of make the team feel bad. But there was a situation um, where my own attitude definitely made the situation worse. <laughs> um, so, in, in the hotel, I was just the support manager that day. We had a duty manager on. There was a situation between herself and a guest. And basically, it got very heated and it just ended up both of them yelling at each other in the middle of the lobby. <laughs> and I, I can't, like, this is something that I would never ever want to see in the hotel. First of all, I know and I tell that to myself as well that you should never react to a guest like that because we know that the guest is the king. <laughs> and then because she stepped away from there and kind of then refused to go and deal with it, I had to go and step in. So I, I assisted the guest, kind of dealt the situation, but then I went back to her and kind of just exploded. Because, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, this should never happen. Like, this is not how we deal with things. And, you know, if you felt at some point that it was too much, you should have just kind of walked away and not just kind of get that so heated. And that was wrong because obviously she had already felt bad how the guest felt and how the guest made her feel. Then I went and exploded on her. And that obviously escalated because then somebody else had to go and take care of her because she was upset. And that just kind of set the whole bad vibe between the whole like team who was on, on shift. In a way, luckily, it was the end of the shift type of thing. <laughs> but um, 
it definitely just made everything a lot worse than it should have. I should have tried to, you know, put my positive attitude in there, but and definitely looking back, that's that was the way to do it. But the way how I reacted in the situation was just wrong. I reflected back to it, obviously, the, that night, because then that kept me not up all night, because I don't do that very often. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept thinking of how I then made her feel and so on, which, again, that shows how big of an impact it can have. Like, you know, he was just saying as well that uh, it can be with you for years sometimes, you know. And the next day, obviously, I went back and actually had a conversation with her, pulled her on the side again and said, that, listen, I think that was actually wrong, so I do apologize for that. And that kind of clears everything out again, in a way. It doesn't have to be instant, but it just, you know, these things sometimes happen, but we definitely learn from them. As, you know, we have been saying as well that, you know, the, the, the good things are good, but from the bad things we, like, I actually say that there's no good and bad experiences are good experience and they're learning experiences because actually from those we we do learn more and we probably remember them a little bit more but we probably should try to remember in a more positive light rather than just the negativity that came from that situation yeah for sure yeah I mean, that, as discussed these things are inevitably going to happen these are there, there's going to be the moments whereby you and even in the moment you think what am i doing this is yeah. wrong this is not me this is not who exactly. I am but it's just a combination of lots of different things have hit you at the wrong time and wham yeah because in in there I definitely didn't feel myself I would you know I very rarely let myself go like that but it, I guess it was just the motion of things and keep things rolling onto each other and that was just the last straw of everything yeah which again I'm saying that it's definitely not right but yeah, yeah. no worries right <laughs> anybody feeling confident? Does anybody have uh, an attitude story that they'd like to share with everybody? And this is a time for you to get your attitude to step up to the plate. It's not, it's not a question. We'll, we'll come to the questions later. I'm just looking for somebody who's got uh, an, a time in their life, an attitude story, whereby it made a, a difference to how they now behave, whatever, it can be anything. There was lots of nodding heads earlier on. This is your moment to shine. I'll be very disappointed in all of you. <laughs> like a teacher marking grades. Oh, yes. Uh, one. Yes. yes. We have a massive round of applause for this lady. Gonna stand up. Um, just to make you more uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. we're just gonna clap before you do that as well. What, what, what's your name? Uh, Ellie. Ellie. Congratulations, Ellie. You have won. Oh, Nothing. Thank but, you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what an honour. Thank you. Yeah. That's so kind. Um, I'm going to go with a negative because yeah. I feel like everyone can talk themselves up. Um, it was the last day before the November lockdown of the pandemic and I was working, shocking in hospitality, <laughs> and every guest that comes through the brasserie doors does the whole... Oh, it must be so awful having to work your last day of freedom. Oh. And, of course, doesn't really put you in the best mood. Um, and normally I'm one of those people that's awfully cheerful at 6am. Hi! Morning, everyone! I think I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> usually. Uh, but on this day, I just... The attitude wasn't there. I was in a bad mood. And every guest being like, oh... I would hate to be working when we're in lockdown tomorrow. And you're like, yes, yes, yeah, I would. That really helps. And uh, it was a birthday celebration, and I just was in a bad mood. And I wasn't 
horrible to the guests, but I wasn't that usual. I, work in, I worked in a four-star hotel, and you, it's Red Star. You're expected to go that extra mile, bring that positive attitude, make a difference to people's days. And I just, I didn't. I was missing that. And when it comes to paying the bill, and they see the bill, and it's 400-odd pounds for eight or so people, and you can see... I could see in their faces, they didn't feel like they'd had that value. I don't feel like they'd, they'd had for that, the celebration that they deserved. Yeah. And I feel like it was a bad way for me to end you know, that period of working. And it was, a, you know, it, it probably, I didn't ruin someone's birthday, but I didn't make their birthday, right. which kind of is the job there when you're the, section holder of them that you're supposed to be doing that that's what you're paid to do that's what people are paying the money for so i feel like there's a and from there i've always thought about that and thinking about when i handed them that bill and they open it and i remember seeing their faces and thinking i could have done better i could have just tried a little bit more for yeah. that one extra day well that's really cool though because it, like you almost immediately self-reflected on it like you almost yeah. said that wasn't me, I didn't behave in the way that I would normally expect to behave in that situation. So you take the learning, right? And you, you just take that moment and you think, well, next time I'll just make sure that if I can feel this coming again, that it's, you know, it's time for me to shine again, yeah. bring that personality back out again. Massive what? round of applause for Ellie, thank you very much. Anyone else? Anyone else? Ellie has set the tone now, can't leave it at one. I do have a question for Ellie, by the way. Oh, go on, yeah. Yes. Ellie, what was your learning point from this experience, other than just you admitting you, were, you weren't up to the top as usual? You're a very good host, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> I took away from that that it's not always about me, and also the guests saying these things, they're not meaning to make your day bad. They're making small talk in the same way you say, how's your day? Do you actually care how the guest day is? Not really, but you're asking because you make them feel welcome. That's what you do. So someone being like, oh, I would be so upset to be working this. Like, it's, I need to not take things that guests say personal. Let it wash over you. I think that's what I could have taken away from that. I took someone suggesting that I should have a bad attitude and made that my bad attitude yeah. instead of being like, ah, oh, and carrying on, you know? And do you feel that after that experience and that day, it's now a little bit easier to turn kind of these situations around, like kind of in the middle shift rather than in the end of the shift? <laughs> definitely. Um, I've definitely learned that sometimes you just need to say, I'm going to go have some fresh air and be back in yeah. five minutes. Even if you're not a smoker, you can still take a smoke break um, to <laughs> find your cool again. I mean, I, hopefully we're not going to have another pandemic, so we won't be in a, exactly the same situation but I have learned that it's just a day. You know, you can pretend to be happy for one day. You don't have to genuinely be happy every day. Uh, and I think that's important. It's just a day. Yeah. And tomorrow yeah. is another day, and it can be completely new, completely it's, different. Yeah, it's a learning day. Yes. Simple like that. Yeah. Thank you once again. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Much any more for any more? Come on, you must be feeling confident now. Oh, oh hey, oh, yeah. got one up the back there. <laughs> Hello. What's okay, your name? Great. Hi, my name's Kevin. Lovely to meet you all. Thank you so much for what you've said today. 
Um, my attitude story, I had a situation once where I was not quite a middle, middle manager, but I was in a middle position where I was more of like a head bartender. So I still had my general managers and people above me, but I also was then leading the charge in terms of general day-to-day -day service behind the bar. And there was an awkward moment where two of the staff members had come into work and they were feeling absolutely miserable. They, they had, were actually dating um, and they had had a massive breakup, but still had to both come to work the next day. So it made for a very tense environment. My seniors had clocked onto the situation and they were making numerous mistakes throughout the day and it was really impacting service. My managers were then putting a lot of pressure on me to go and deal with that situation. Obviously it was frustrating me as well because it was then impacting the bar and, and sort of causing our sort of station to slow down, which then I could feel that pressure because I wanted to deliver a good service as a usual day to day. And I think I let my, that pressure get to me and push me into a situation where I had to tell them look, like you, what you're doing is absolutely not on. Um, you're bringing your personal lives into this workplace, um, which you just cannot do, which after about 10 minutes, when I went back to the bar, I just had this cold feeling go over me where I thought that was such an inappropriate thing to tell someone because I know, yes, there is still that level of keeping professional in the workplace, but we're all human beings and you can't just then tell someone to completely shut themselves off from the, you know, their, their personal lives, that they can just miraculously act perfectly fine all day, every day, because it's not a healthy way to live. And I, I wish I could go back in time and just sort of take a minute and actually plan how I was going to address it, not just in the heat of the moment, just go and, take, and, and just charge it. So yeah, that would probably be, for me, one big moment. Nice, nice. Thank you very much, What I love about Ellie and Kevin standing up is that actually you've, you've both talked about negative experiences. My expectation actually when we put this section together was is that people would be jumping out of the seat saying, ah, oh, look at me, I was amazing and I did all of that, it was, it's incredible. But actually the two things that you've got up and talked about are negative things that happen all of the time in every single service. You know, you can never really know when it's going to happen but it's ultimately how you respond and how you then look at that yourself and say, well, I, I was shocking in that moment, but I'm gonna make sure that I don't do that again and I'll be able to read the signs next time because this has happened. So you almost need the negative stuff in your life to give you a better response to the, the future negative stuff that's inevitably gonna happen. And I'm eminently conscious of two things. One, I'm ranting, and two, probably time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, a massive thank you to Ellie and Kevin. I really, really appreciate you getting up and, and sharing your life with us uh, in front of all of these people. Uh, you, you two will be ones to connect with later, I think. <laughs> um, before we go and I open the floor to, to questions, one question to the panel very, very quickly. I have a belief, a deep-rooted belief, that attitude is a habit that you can form. What are your attitude habits? <laughs> My, my habits start literally from the moment I literally open my eyes. It means that when, I'm in, when we are in that state, when you're getting, when you're awakening, you can work on your subconscious. So thinking about what, what, what I'm going to, what's my vision, thinking that. And so the moment I sit on my bed, I'm thankful. And then be thankful and grateful for what you have, what you will have, 
literally shift my, my completely vision of the world because I am in a positive mode. Like, even if someone come and doesn't have that positive energy that I'm looking for, I'm there to help in that case. And that's my attitude, always looking to, to help and just stay focused. Nice. Alan, what are your attitude habits? I think if I was to give myself, my younger self, some advice, it would be to learn to bite your tongue a bit more. Um, sometimes when you're in the moment, don't respond immediately because you might say the wrong thing. And if someone's sending you an email uh, in the wrong tone, you don't have to respond in the same way. You can sleep on it and then draft it and then get back to the next day. I think those are some good techniques that you could take. <laughs> Excellent. And Katerina? Yeah, well, pandemic was positive in a way for me. You know, we're seeing positives here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, during the pandemic, I got sucked into the whole the Miracle Morning routine. And actually, since then, I have practiced it. And it's definitely something that helps me set the whole day. I wake up, I try to wake up earlier to make sure that I get all of that done, minus the exercise, because that's the, you know, the hard part. So <laughs> um, going for a run in the morning, if I do have the time, it does make a huge difference because my body just runs on the whole kind of getting through the adrenaline and, and taking all of it from there. Um, but yes, the miracle morning and kind of just practicing through all of that in the morning helps me reflect back on the day before, but also to set the moon for the day. Tone. Yes, yeah. um, and then just roll with it. Yeah, the only miracle thing that happens in my mornings is that I make it out of bed. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a morning person, you might have picked that up, but, um, but that's also part of finding out who you are and learning where your best energy is and, and aligning your day to, to that. Not everybody's great at five o'clock in the morning. Yep. I can absolutely vouch for that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think it's time for a, a brief Q&A. We probably don't have time for many, but uh, there was a gentleman up the back there, who, uh, sorry, in the middle. Uh, you had a question earlier on. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Faisal. I'm from Oxford Brooks University. Uh, I had a question. With all of uh, your experiences with, uh, you know, either failure or success, how much do you think uh, willpower is, uh, plays as a role in controlling your attitude? Does anybody want to take that? Yeah, willpower, sure. <laughs> willpower, yes, it's all about it, to be honest. It's all about that, like, is how do you focus your energy? You decide what you want to learn and where do, what you want to do after with that. Uh, if you think, oh my God, this guest told me so many bad things, if you give importance to, the, to that things, then you beat yourself up. If you say, this guest has just, just had a bad day and you just need to release with me, I'm happy with it, but Thank you for sharing, just carry on. That's, it's, all, it's all about your mindset in that case. Oh, absolutely. And willpower is definitely something, you know, positive attitude is one thing and it's a thing to get through the day, but willpower is where you, it's actually, you're gonna get where you wanna get. You know, sky is the limit. You, you, are the, you are only limiting yourself, nobody else is limiting you. Whatever you want to achieve, there is always a way. Sometimes it can take five years, 10 years, 20 years, doesn't matter but there is a way to get there. And, if, and you're the only one who will get yourself there with the help of others. Yeah, what is it <laughs> Albus Dumbledore says? Soon <laughs> we must choose between what is right and what is easy. Yes. Willpower is the thing that gets you through the, the tough moments. And I love that quote. So I just had to get it in there somehow. Yeah. You, you definitely had to. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Yes, over here. Hi. Hi. Um, 
I'm Nissa. I'm from University of Greenwich. Is telling no always a negative attitude? Because for a group, it may be a positive, but uh, negative. But for, uh, for as an individual, it would be positive. So what is your perspective on it? You would focus on a group of people who want positive or to a negative? Ooh. <laughs> That's a deep question for the end, isn't it? Oh, we're we out of time. Sorry. <laughs> um, the, yeah, I think from my perspective, until you know the bones of the, the exact situation that you're dealing with, I think you've just got to take each one as it comes. It's very difficult to say, yes, I would focus on that. I think it, what, there's another saying out there about you're only as good as your weakest link, right? But it depends on what that negativity is bringing to the situation. And then if you look at and focus that, you can actually probably look at that and go, well, actually, you kind of need that devil's advocate sometimes. So you've got a room full of positive people who are just bringing everything, and then you've got one side that's just actually maybe being your conscience. It's maybe being the thing that stops things getting too carried away. So it's, it's a, it's a, every situation is going to be completely different. You've just got to, I suppose, the only thing you can really control is your own attitude to something. Uh, and some of the stories we've heard today, you know, there, there are situations where you're just, you're just going to have to accept that you're not going to get it right all the time. That's just part of life, but it's how you respond next. That's the thing that's, that's the difference. Does that answer the question? Yeah, really know if it does, <laughs> almost. <yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. I think that will probably have to be it, but my closing statement, don't normally do this, but I just, uh, there was a quote that I, uh, I heard that I thought I, I really, really love this, so I'm gonna end this today. Basically, your attitude is your choice. So how you go about your business, how you wake up every morning, how you, choose to be whatever version of yourself you want to be, that's entirely your choice. But just think about your outcome and the people around you in that choice. So you might want to think to yourself, today I, I, don't, I just don't feel like it, but if I go to work and I have that mentality, I'm gonna impart that on somebody else or whatever it might be. You choose your attitude and that's where we'll end it. Thank you very, very much. special was recorded live at the Passion for Hospitality event in November 2022 and covered Attitude with Katerina Reiser, AIH, Alan Tang, MIH and Nicholas Medicamento, MIH. As always, a big shout out to the IOH's very own Sonia Criswell, MIH for the artwork and branding and Leon Williams, FIH for the music. To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org and to find out more about the IOH or to join our hospitality family, please click the link in the show notes. Join us again next week as we'll be taking a look at what we can all expect from 2023.